You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. Technology and Society with Aki Anastasio. What's wrong with you, man? I get a grand introduction. Uh, I'm going to spoil apologies, my party. Apologies, man. I, mean, you know, <laughs> I didn't want to steal your thunder there. Uh, how are you? Uh, yeah, good, man. I, you know, learning how to direct uh, as you just deftly did. Well, I, I always hey, miss, someone's got to do I'm it, right? I'm a creature of habit, so I'll wait to hear that before we start <laughs> the conversation. Anyway, a good weekend to you. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty. It was a pretty short one. I was there uh, at uh, Maponya Mall, the yes, Brain of Seven and Two. What a fantastic crowd we we had out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, we were just discussing off air. I don't think coronavirus is as serious as we're making it out to be. I know there's a lot of people that are most probably retching at me just saying that, but. Um, uh, apparently, technology is coming on board in terms of how we can sort of plot where the coronavirus is going. Well, you know, it's it's uh, it's basically using uh, big data and analytics and tracking people's movements and that sort of thing. And we can do it today because we've got a lot more, uh, you know, information about what people are doing. But if you want to look at a really cool uh, website, it's a, one called healthmap.org. Um, and basically what health map.org is it uses data from various sources including social media and from medical facilities and they basically track whenever there's an outbreak of anything in fact these guys picked up ebola before the world health organization announced that it was a problem just by analyzing the data and plotting it on a map um and they don't only do uh, you know uh, the the current coronavirus covid-19 as it's known but they track everything they track influenza they track tuberculosis they track uh, whooping cough i mean everything and they and they put it on on a map and there's a lot of other people that are doing it they're using mathematical equations they're using algorithms to try and predict what this is going to do next and and this is what i find kind of fascinating in the backdrop of where we are with the coronavirus for example they can start predicting its movement uh, based on people's uh, travel patterns analyzing stuff from uh, wechat for example which is the predominant um social media and uh, chat facility that they use in in China, for example, they know where people have been traveling, where they've been, and they can start plotting and gaining some interesting insights into where it's going to go. And also, remember that we have incredible insights on travel patterns. We know when people get on an airplane, where they get off, we know what the infection rate was before they took off, etc., etc. So once you start putting all of that information and all that data and you use some start, some some clever mathematical equations and analytics. You can start predicting what coronavirus is going to do next. Well, we hope that uh, uh, technology will be used for uh, that good reason. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, look, I'm sure that it does get abused, as we know. I mean, I mean, you just have to look at what's happening with social media. But the, the, when they say to you that you, you don't have any more privacy in the world that we're living in, this is an example. And I suppose if you use it for good to try and make the world a better place and stop this disease from spreading further, I think it's a good thing. But it's going to be abused, as we know from our dear friends in the social media circles. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg, are you listening? Well, yes. Uh, well, of I course love the fact is. that he's calling for more regulation <laughs> to happen in the social media industry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Well, 
the next topic of conversation, first thing that sprung to mind was polyphonic ringtones, right? Because I remember during the 90s, sitting in computer class, I think it was computer admin class, I can't remember, whatever. But there must was a... Com- been, must have left an impression. Yeah, it definitely did. Yeah. I'll tell you what left an impression was the computer technician that came to sort of sort out the, the network on these, what, Pentium 2s or whatever they were. Oh, yeah, yeah. His cell phone had a polyphonic ringtone. And I was like, wow, that was Mozart. But yes. it was like, you remember those crappy... Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. But uh, artificial intelligence is coming out with tunes that are extremely realistic now. You know, it's amazing. When you look at <clears throat> Deepfake, for example, and you look at what they can do, uh, you know, with Deepfake, you can actually uh, change people's faces. You can change their, their, their you know, their, their, the look. You can change what they say. You can really adapt a lot of things. But what this company did was they've used artificial intelligence to recreate, well, to create a song. Uh, together with lyrics, they've created uh, a song. They've basically also um, uh, done a music video, all using artificial intelligence. So what they did was, are you familiar with uh, the rapper Travis Scott? Mm-mm. Okay, well, you need to be more woke. See, I'm, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not with the kids. This guy doesn't know who Travis Scott. Is. At no, least Laura knows. Laura, Laura's giving me a very longing look there, and it's one of complete and utter disappointment. Anyway, so what these guys did, they took Travis Scott's music and they put it into an AI generator for two weeks before they did this whole process. So the computer learned a lot about Travis Scott, and then it produced its own song. Uh, its own Travis Scott song, but they've called it something else. They've called it, um, uh, what do they call it? Travis Bot, <laughs> not Travis Scott. But I'm going to play you two songs. Okay. Uh, I want you to try and tell me which one has been created by AI and which one's the real one. So let's play the first uh, tune there, Abe. <laughs> Okay, okay, let's play uh, track number two. I mean, I'm going to okay. say number two. Number two. Number, the, number two is Travis Bot. Number two, would you say, is the fake one? Yes. Okay. Um, just play number one again. Believe it or not, this song that you're about to hear has been created by artificial intelligence. There is no artist. The, 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 the technology took the real artist's voice and music and style and rhythm and created this. <laughs> It's so weird, though. This is the world that we're living in. Yeah. And, and I mean, it, yeah, the lyrics how, and everything. How long yeah? is it before we become useful idiots that no longer are required to be in studio, Aki? I don't know. This I mean, we were already useful idiots of a specific kind, but. <laughs> oh, my role is going to be pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> but, Mine too, don't worry. But it's crazy to think that computers are able to generate this, an artificial song by just copying somebody. And it, it, it's, it's amazing and it's scary at the same time, isn't it? No, you true. can't tell the difference. I saw, I saw a newsreader, virtual uh, reality yes. newsreader, uh, CCTV, also the, the Chinese national broadcasters, um, forget the, the, the name in any case, but they, they started English broadcasts with an AI newsreader. Yeah. And 
extremely lifelike. Yeah. Extremely. So it's getting more and more real, but this is the world that we're living in today, and we're going to get used to it. But the power of technology, and, and you know, you wouldn't be able to do, it's the power of computing. You wouldn't have been able to do this uh, two, three years ago, because the computer power that you need to kind of generate this AI and create this uh, character, create the lyrics, analyze it, and do all that stuff in the background, we didn't have computing power to do these kind of things. Today we have, and uh, and it's getting stronger and stronger, and there's more and more computing power. As we move to other, you know, other forms of computing um, that are going to be even like quantum computers that are going to be able to do even more da- data crunching that we currently have. So it's frightening. Uh, last but not least, we spoke about how you know, coronavirus is taking over, and one would yeah. think that uh, there's a danger with... Uh, public docking stations in terms of picking up germs on your person, but never mind that, it could lead to some serious uh, health concerns for your digital self. Well, absolutely, and you, you may have heard this, it's, it's, it's probably not a news story for you, but it's, it's just reiterating and reinforcing the fact that you need to be clinical when you're sharing your technology and you're using technology in public spaces because, you know, there's this thing called juice jacking. Now, we normally arrive at an airport and you need some juice like Laura did. She she plugged her phone into uh, my charger next door without thinking anything. I could have had that charge and I could have had some malicious software that would have downloaded something onto her phone and I could have extracted personal information from her phone. It's no different to anything else. People plug their devices in. They trust the environment they're in. They're at a fast food outlet or a restaurant. You're charging your phone. You don't know that cable that you are plugging into or the charging station that's providing the power what communications having with your phone. So you have the term juice jacking quite often and uh, it's 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 how malicious people do that, you know, and and even I refuse to connect to uh, free Wi-Fi hotspots in public places. You don't know what you're connecting to. People can in- intercept the, the the stuff that you're doing on your device, take that valuable information. Even people set up a fake um a fake network. So if you have a visitor coming to 702, Somebody can set up a, a, a free Wi-Fi hotspot saying free 702 Wi-Fi. You trust it because you're in an environment. If you're in an airport and you see free OR Tambo Wi-Fi, you'll connect to it. You don't know. So you're sharing personal information. And I'll never forget a couple of years ago, I was MC at a conference and there was an international um, uh, specialist when it comes to security and cybersecurity. He did not let anybody plug any USB into his device. And he wouldn't even use the dongle that connects to a PowerPoint presentation, that switching device that you can change or slide. He wouldn't even let them connect that into his computer. He only trusts the USB sticks that he knows. He won't let anybody plug. And that's the same. I mean, the banks have the same kind of policy because that's how, you know, theft gets taken place with data and that sort of thing. But you need to be really careful in the world that we're living in today. Don't just plug your device without knowing 100% where it is. Best case scenario, always carry your own power bank. Absolutely. But even so, you know, there's a lot of power banks that you don't know where its origins are from. How do you know that that power bank doesn't have a Wi-Fi uh, built-in communication device that talks to somewhere? You know, they, they discovered a case on Amazon recently where people were buying cables uh, charging cables, but the charging cables were infected with a malicious virus. <sighs> so you plug it into your phone, your your phone is charging normally, but it's doing other stuff to your computer. So what I'm saying is it's dangerous in the world that we're living in. Like, who do you trust? You know, you, you're making it even more difficult for 
the small scale guy sitting into a robot selling you uh, an iPhone or Samsung charger. Well, yeah. Uh, and those guys are trying hard. They're doing, but where are they buying their stuff from? Do you know where the stuff's been manufactured? Do you trust it? The ins and outs of technology with Aki Anastasiu. What an interesting techno bite, Aki. Well, what's the, 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 the Travis Scott, Travis Scott, Travis, Just Travis Bot, Spotify, Travis, Scott, Travis, Travis Bot. Bot, Travis Scott. Imagine Travis Bot wins a Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> Travis Scott loses to Travis Bot. <laughs> I don't think it's that far off, uh, that far off until uh, we can quite literally take the red or the green pill. Yeah. I look forward to that, don't you? What, the pulls? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, Aki Anastasio and Technobite uh, with uh, myself, Niklas Barr, and you say, Miss McKay's show.